Hello, this is Marissa Schaefer with Dance Well Podcast, and I am here with Dr. Alexis Sands. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing well today. Happy holidays. Oh, thanks. You too. Thanks for joining me. So a little bit about Dr. Sams first. So Dr. Sams received her doctorate in physical therapy from Long Island University in 2008. With her degree, she has focused her efforts on providing physical therapy services to athletes and performing artists across the country, including dancers, cheerleaders, musicians, marathon runners, and CrossFit athletes. In 2014, she founded ANS Fitness and Physical Therapy in Arizona, which provides dancers with performance evaluations, fitness and conditioning classes, physical therapy, education and screenings, and technical programs. And I've invited Dr. Sams here today to talk about stretching, which is something that I'm I'm really excited to delve into. Um, I think it's going to be a really great conversation. And it came up because I uh, I've heard this a lot in clinic where people ask, it's something is tight um, or it feels tight or it hurts and can you show me some stretches to make it feel better Uh, or is stretching the right thing to do and it's really a complicated question (laughs) uh, answer I should say so thanks Dr. Sams for agreeing to talk this one out with me oh no problem and I definitely agree it's a conversation that definitely needs to be had um, in terms of letting people know that there might be other options and maybe shifting our focus into how we approach stretching and the concept of tightness. So I'm definitely excited to um, speak with you about that. Great. Me too. Um, so, okay, let's let's dive in with a toughie off the bat. <laughs> if okay. a muscle in my body feels tight, is that because it's like shortened and it needs to be stretched or what's going on? Um, I think the first response would be I'm glad you asked yes because with the um, with the vast amount of information that's available to dancers um, and just athletes in the general population whether it's through social media or the general internet um, I think the most important thing is to start asking what's going on first mm-hmm. before what should I do so to ask if a muscle feels tight, is it because, is a great place to start. Um, instead of jumping into stretching, just being the um, the, go-to. the only answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so backtracking and doing your job as a dancer and working with a, um, a health professional to determine why you're feeling the tightness is definitely a great place to start. It's the best square one. Um, it gives your health professional, like me, a physical therapist, when I'm working with my dancers um, and other performers, gives me an opportunity to have that conversation with you to try to figure out what's going on and why you're feeling the way you're feeling. If we can take a couple moments and figure out the why, mm-hmm. the how to fix it gets a lot easier and it's actually many times a lot less painful than yes. what most people think. <laughs> um, so is it because it's shortened? Um, going back to your specific question, mm-hmm. it could be. So that would be something that we kind of talk through and look at to see if there's a little bit of um, restriction Mm -hmm. um, in the muscle tissue. And then we determine how we want to reduce the shortening. A lot of times, and I'm I'm sure this is going to come up in a question later on, a lot of times the shortness is more like a protective mechanism Mm -hmm. than the muscle is physically shortened in length. Um, so again, to start with the what's going on is a great place to start, have that conversation usually ends up into some type of assessment to determine what's going on. And it often leads to easier, simpler, less painful, um, activities to 
reduce that tight feeling that um, they're referring to in the first place. Awesome. That's actually a great segue into the next question I was going to ask. So going a little more broad, what are some of the reasons why a muscle or a group of muscles might feel tight? You mentioned the protective mechanism. The protective mechanism tends to be, especially in performers, so going back to working with my um, dancers, cheerleaders, gymnasts, martial artists, um, it usually has to do with some type of protective mechanism going on in the body. Um, we've all heard that that concept or that adage that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times that tightness that we're feeling is the body's equal and opposite reaction to usually a muscle that's being over lengthened um, or it's underutilized so it's not as strong or it's not as responsive and so the tight muscles are kind of holding on for dear life. They're trying to protect the joint that that um, it, it's uh, charged with the job to move. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, some other part of the body isn't doing its job. So you've got this group of muscles in, or this certain area that is tightened up to try to restrict movement for safety. The body is very smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our, our, our brain-body connection is extremely smart. And it's going to do anything that it can um, in many cases to protect itself and prevent further injury. Um, it's just bringing that awareness to um, the dancer or the athlete that that tight feeling usually has to do with, in many cases, more of that protective mechanism than the actual shortening of the muscle. So in essence, what I'm hearing from you without directly saying it is, is it sounds like stretching something that's kind of doing its job to protect the the joint and surrounding area um, would actually not be a good thing. In in many, I can definitely say in like 99%, 99, probably Mm -hmm. (laughs) 99.9% of my dancers and performers, it's not often the answer to what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember the last time that I've actually recommended a stretch. Um, But I can remember the last time that I significantly helped somebody reduce that tightness sensation or the tightness feeling. Again, it usually goes back to some type of protective mechanism because Mm -hmm. some other muscle group or some other area of the body is not doing its job and the body's holding on in that certain area to protect itself from further injury. So it usually just takes some figuring out where the other area, where the other faulty area is, Mm -hmm. and getting that to do its job. And then usually the tightness goes away. The muscle releases itself and it says, oh, okay, the other part of the body is doing its job now. I don't have to protect it. I don't have to hold on for dear life because we might yank this thing, you know, (laughs) out of position. And it just lets go. Um, If you're seeing these um, videos, a lot of clients come in and talk about YouTube videos or social media posts where they see this – kinesiological stretching it kind of goes back to those concepts and in general those concepts are that if you're fine what or I should say in general those concepts are applying what I'm talking about they're identifying basically other areas that are underutilized Mm -hmm. and making sure that those areas come back to life so the tightness areas kind of instantly or in a very short time melt away I see so if let's say Let's use a hamstring, for example. Oh, that's a great that's example. Great. If your Go hamstring ahead. feels tight, and that actually is, is what someone was asking me about in this story that I, I started with. If your hamstring feels tight, the issue doesn't necessarily have to be at your hamstring, right? It could be at a different location, say your back or, or maybe the front of your body. Is that true? I would say yes. 
um, and I can kind of go into that a little bit further. Um, many times, the number one uh, area of weakness that I see with most of my clients is in their back, mm-hmm. whether it, they want to call it their core, um, but the, the, the recruiting ability or the muscle performance ability in their back muscles um, on all sides. Um, front, middle, and back. Mm-hmm. So thinking about the back or the the, the trunk in the 360-degree um, perspective um, really helps. What usually happens when dancers or when performers say that their hamstrings feel tight, mm-hmm. um, one of the jobs of the hamstrings is to lift the leg in, behind you. Um, and dancers, very common term, would be like into an arabesque. Mm-hmm. So your hamstrings help to lift that hip to the back. Um the back muscles, however, are also supposed to extend the back or help the back to arch, mm-hmm. go in the arching direction. However, if we don't have a lot of strong back muscles to do that arching, and we also don't have a strong um, abdominal on the other, uh, the equal and opposite side, if we don't have a strong abdominal reaction and a strong core activation, um, what ends up happening is a lot of times the hamstrings overpull and overproduce mm-hmm. in order to get that same arabesque, for example, um, in order to achieve that same arabesque. So if you got your hamstrings doing 100% of what it's supposed to do, but also doing 75% of the back's work and 25% of the core work, it's a that's lot supposed of work. to be happening, but it's not, you've kind of got your hamstrings doing 200% yeah. of the work to do that one movement. When the muscles tucker out, when they get too tired, too fatigued, and they realize that something's not quite working right, mm-hmm. they start to kind of ball up and tighten up and mm-hmm. go into that protective mechanism. Yeah, so it's really a symptom of something greater. It's really a symptom of something greater yeah. or just a different concept. A lot of, like I said, 99% of the time, it's usually a symptom of some other part of the body not doing its share of the work. Makes sense. So you mentioned an arabesque. Um, Are there any other dance moves where you tend to see uh, hamstring strains as well? Um, Definitely. Actually, going the opposite direction, Um, a grand bat ma, whether it's forward or side, um, but we can take forward as an example. So we're we're performing or we're um, at the bar doing a grand bat ma exercise or just in any concept, and a dancer will throw that leg in the air. They'll Mm -hmm. fling it forward, um, and they'll also pull it down with a large amount of force. So... In the pulling down, mm-hmm. um, if trunk muscles aren't able to stabilize the trunk with all that force and the weight of the leg coming down, mm-hmm. the hamstring mm-hmm. tends to overreact. It tends to do 200% of the job when it's pulling that leg back down, um, back into its beginning position, whether it's first or fifth um, or, or what have you. It's yanking and pulling that leg down with a huge amount of force and then slamming it into that position and holding it still because that's what that's what you're asking your body to do um and in the presence of weakness of other muscles like the back like your trunk um, or core muscles um it can happen almost instantly Mm -hmm. it can happen a couple minutes after or it can happen at the end of class or end of the performance that tensing up scene starts creeping up and, and dancers can feel it they can feel the initial tension Mm -hmm. and they can feel it increase and increase and increase and it just feels like your muscle is just seizing up Mm -hmm. and that's and that is the muscle going that's the hamstring going into that protective mode again saying that was a big movement Mm -hmm. that our body was not ready for our body did not do 
or our muscles did not all work together properly to Mm -hmm. do that. So we're going to protect ourselves in case we need to do that again. I can assume that can happen by accident, but I think that that also sounds like a good place to start to evaluate your technique and your abilities to make sure that can happen again. Yes, there are times when we get, you know, we, we get in the moment of our performance, different floor surfaces, different temperatures and different environments um, during performances or even during practices um, can factor into that. But more times um, it has to do with um, it has to do with technique and how we approach technique. So a lot of what I what I'm doing and actually I'm I'm revamping and creating a whole new teacher training program a lot of what I end up doing is training the teachers on how to give a little bit more detail and feedback into how they instruct their dancers to do certain movements because in actuality um, if, we, if we really want to think about the, the concept of dance and the concept of dance training that Grand Bat Ma and how we um, perform it actually has its roots, you know, mm-hmm. earlier in the bar sequence in how we properly do our tandus and probably how we do our Batma um, tandu jete or some people call them degages depending on your style. Mm-hmm. We need to backtrack and look at how we are instructing our students to accomplish certain movements so that when they get to the big ones or when they get to those performance um, environments, we don't have to worry as much as or Yes, we don't have to worry as much um, about our adrenaline or our nerves taking over because we have a strong, specific, and detailed technical foundation mm-hmm. to um, train our bodies how to work appropriately. All parts of our bodies, not just our big muscles that we think are the only ones that should be working. Yeah, I could not agree more. I'm looking forward to seeing that curriculum at some point. Um, I think we answered this, but I'd like to hammer it home. Um in some cases, could stretching a tight muscle cause harm? I think it could in the sense, going back conceptually um, to the concept of tightness mm-hmm. and how it's it's not as likely related to an actual shortening of the muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, getting or asking a muscle to try to lengthen itself without addressing the reason why um, it shortened in the first place can definitely be problematic. Mm-hmm. It can it, it can lead to certain types of injuries, but basically you're kind of disrupting um, the brain-body connection. You're kind of, it's almost like you're banging your head against the wall <laughs> in terms of um, um, going back to what we're talking about in terms of a lot of times your muscles are reacting in a protective mechanism. So if you're, if it's reacting in that protective mechanism, if it's holding on because they know another muscle isn't doing its job, but you're still asking it to, to kind of come on. It's almost kind of like, you know, that naughty kid that doesn't want to leave the candy store. You know, it's going to drag behind and it's it's going to hold you down and it's going to whine and say, why? I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you keep pulling and keep yanking on it, you know, like that kid in the store, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, things can go wrong. You, right. can, you can get a little bit of micro trauma or micro tearing. Um, you can get or build faulty communications or faulty performance patterns um, that can be problematic down the road. You can cause other joints to start um, compensating not in an optimal um, in an optimal fashion or in an optimal manner and just kind of cause problems down the road. So, again, it, like I said, it's very rare that we actually should approach or should look at stretching or actual types of stretching as um, as a significant or as the first place that we start in terms of decreasing these tight sensations or improving um, 
joint mobility or, or the body's ability to move through a range of motion. I, I'll never say that it, it might not be <laughs> appropriate. There, right. there are definitely some cases that are, but I do think there needs to be more awareness brought up that it's not, number one, it's not the only reason or the only solution. Stretching mm-hmm. is not the only solution. And these days, most often, it is not the most appropriate and most effective solution. And we just need to try to bring a little bit more awareness that there are other reasons and other options out there that we need to um, educate our dancers and our instructor, instructors on so that they can go through the proper um the proper methods to reduce the symptoms that they're feeling. Absolutely. So it really just sounds like we're circling back around to what you mentioned from my first question, which is ask questions. Be curious as to why you feel this way. Yes. Yes. Definitely ask questions and try to drill down and figure out why the symptom is arised in the, or has arisen in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's the best place to start. So if I do feel tightness, um, that's like a characteristic. So it's not like I had a really hard day and my muscles are kind of sore and maybe tight feeling. How can I tell if, um, I guess, the, the tightness is something that I need to get checked out versus something that I can just kind of handle on my own? That's a good question. Um, it's, it's not always a straightforward answer. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I would say some of the things you can kind of look out for are um, length of time, mm-hmm. how long is it feeling, the, the way that it does, how long is that tightness kind of hanging around. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going into days, weeks, months, with which, you know, in our area with performers, it's definitely possible. Yes. Um, if you're going for a long amount of time and you're still having this sensation or you're still having this tightness feeling, that's definitely an indicator for checking things out. Um, and it actually can go back into... Um, one of my previous blogs, and I think one of our previous um, interview topics, yeah. when we talked about pain not being the problem, yes. um, if you've got this symptom, if you've got this tightness that's hanging around, um, it's not going anywhere, it's causing you to hold back from certain types of movements, it's causing you to walk funny, mm-hmm. um, you're doing things prior to your dance classes or rehearsals um, to avoid it from getting worse, like you're, you're, you're starting to bring a heating pad or an ice pack to your classes when you didn't used to, or you're mm-hmm. starting to take ibuprofen or Advil, Motrin before your classes even start because you know it might get worse. Mm-hmm. Those are some indicators of getting it checked out. Yeah, that's, those are good guidelines. I have one more question for you. So are there certain postures either in dance or out of dance that might predispose us to feeling tight? Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in a general sense, no. Um, when even with uh, what's funny is I even had this uh, conversation with my mini's ballet class, my, um, six to eight year olds, Mm -hmm. we talked about posture. Mm -hmm. Um, and I asked them what posture meant to them and we kind of drilled it down to say posture just means position. Mm-hmm. What type of position your body's in? There are different. There are billions and infinite number of postures for activities for our individual body types. Posture is just what position your body is at a given moment for a given activity. Um, so if we kind of hold that in one hand, and in the other hand we keep that concept that um, each action has an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. We can think about our bodies in terms of front and back, side to side. Mm-hmm. And in our posture, if one side of our body is a little bit in one, you know, to one side, whether it's leaning forward or uh, arching back, 
you can kind of from there conceptualize or kind of have an understanding that the muscles on one side are going to are, are holding the position or holding the body in a certain type of position and the muscles on the opposite side of your body whether it's the back or the, the opposite side they're holding your body or using their muscle strength to hold their body in another type of position mm-hmm. relative to each joint um, of the body the tightness can come if we sit in those positions for prolonged amounts of time mm-hmm. And that can kind of happen anywhere. If we can step out of the dance world for just a second, um, people who sit all day, um, people who do administrative or computer work, they sit all day. You can appreciate um, if they're sitting, the front hip muscles, their hip flexors Mm -hmm. could have an opportunity to get in a more tightened or or restricted or shortened Mm -hmm. type of feeling because they spend eight hours a day in that position. Mm -hmm. Whereas the gluteal muscles, the lower back muscles, they might feel a little sore and achy because they sit in a lengthened or stretched out position because you're sitting on it all day. Right. And they're not having the ability to contract and arch back. So again, that equal and opposite reaction with our body in, in, um, in the concept or in relation to a certain posture, mm-hmm. there's always an opportunity where tightness can come if we're in a posture for too long. That doesn't necessarily come across or doesn't necessarily have a huge opportunity to occur in dance. We don't stand still or we don't, you know, right. <laughs> um, sustain one posture for, mm-hmm. I don't know, longer than, Hours. I don't know, one or two minutes. We're not yeah. going to talk about choreography that, you know, the, the possibilities are endless with that. But in a general sense, we don't spend too much time um, in one position. However, mm-hmm. we do go in and out of multiple positions over and over and over. So if we're going back into certain types of postures over and over and over without giving our bodies an opportunity to work in the opposite direction, there can be those opportunities for the certain muscles in certain areas to get start getting that um, feeling of tightness. So it would just be um, as instructors and even as dancers uh, taking charge of our own body conditioning to give our body those opportunities to move in opposite directions, to think about um, our range of motion and our muscle mobility and muscle performance in in all major directions and all major joint motions instead of just focusing on certain bigger muscles going in certain directions. Absolutely. And that's, I think, where cross-training comes in too. Definitely. Definitely. Um, People call, a lot of people still, you know, call it cross-training. I'm using the term functional dance conditioning um, because I really am trying to educate, again, particularly teachers, dance teachers and educators, about picking appropriate activities that will help with dance movement. Um, So really drilling down and figuring out activities, exercises, positions, um, and getting those instructors and dancers to understand these are activities that can help you with your dance, but aren't necessarily dance movements. Right. I think in dance we get we kind of get tunnel vision for you know a thousand tandus is going to make my tandu right. better. More is more. It can, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there are also some other ways um, that we can approach working with our bodies so that we can go back and still continue to perform that tandu in a wonderful and graceful manner without having to do it. A, you know, a thousand times. There are other approaches and other ways that we can think of protecting the body and ensuring that our body um, is performing optimally in all ranges 
considering all joints that can go back and make our dance performance um, as best as it can be. Absolutely. And then actually for, for those of you who are listening in, in some of our other Dance Well episodes, we do talk to um, other conditioning specialists about how uh, different types of movements can make a dancer more um, technically proficient or stronger or balanced and all these things. That, Dr. Sams, is is all that I have for questions. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity, and I hope the information was helpful. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And for those of you who are out in Arizona, um, definitely look Dr. Sams up. She's a great resource. So thanks once again, and we're signing off. Bye. On behalf of Ellie and myself, I, Marissa Schaefer, want to say thank you to all of our listeners for joining us on this episode of Dancewell Podcast. Like what you hear? Go to iTunes and search Dancewell, that's one word, Dancewell Podcast, and subscribe. We will be releasing bi-monthly episodes with an emphasis on exploring 360 degrees of health and wellness for dancers. Have questions or want to get in touch? Email us at dancewellpodcast at gmail.com. Bye!